Would you like to know how to make better use of email marketing to drive member sales to your membership? Today's guests, Rob and Kennedy, are going to share some advice on how to do just that, and we'll get into it in just a sec. You're listening to the Membership Geeks Podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 343 of the Membership Geeks podcast. I'm one half of your host, Mike Morrison of the Membership Geeks. And today, I'm not joined by Callie Willows, but I am joined by two fantastic guests and experts on the wonderful world of email marketing. You know, from a marketing perspective, email is often much maligned. It's so associated with spam. It's often considered to be an intrusive form of marketing. And what you tend to find is whenever you have marketers or influencers in the business space who are trying to push a new platform, push a new channel, push a new marketing tactic, they tend to beat up email marketing as a result. You know, they'll say, you shouldn't be doing email marketing. This is what you should be doing instead. And for just $49, you can buy my guide on how this newfangled thing kills email. But the truth is, email is still an extremely powerful tool in your marketing arsenal. And if used correctly, can be the main driving source for new member sales. Today's guests know email marketing inside and out. Not only do they have a software company that helps with email marketing, but they also have a membership where they teach email marketing practices for online businesses, online products like memberships. So I was very, very excited to have them on the show and pick their brains about all things email marketing, particularly how to use them as part of the promotional strategy, the marketing and sales strategy for an online membership. Now, this is quite a meaty interview. There's quite a lot of golden nuggets we want to extract from this. So grab yourself a notepad and we're going to jump right in to my discussion with Rob and Kennedy. My guests today are fast becoming recognized for reshaping the way that we think about email marketing. As hosts of a popular podcast, The Email Marketing Show, and founders of emailmarketingheroes.com, Rob and Kennedy are on a mission to save the world from that grubby, old-fashioned email marketing that we've all grown to loathe, and to give others the tools to become email marketing heroes in their own businesses. And as if that wasn't enough, they're also from right here in my hometown of Newcastle upon Tyne. So you're getting a triple whammy of this fantastically ridiculous accent in today's episode. Rowan Kennedy, welcome to the Membership Geeks podcast. Why I'm the made. lads, it's cracking to be here. Proper, <laughs> proper proper <laughs> See, I, so you just went straight into the deep dialect there i've I've kind of tried to save our listeners from from that side of things but yeah now they're fully in it um what is it about the northeast and and kind of double acts as well by the way we've got andrew and pete we've got robin kennedy we've got ant and deck obviously third in the list i know like me and callie haven't gone down the mike and callie route but you know still there's something in the water up here it is yes i think we're all afraid to be alone we we all need a business friend (laughs) I mean, yeah. Kennedy and I've Kennedy and I have been compared to the Ant and Deck of marketing, and also the Chuckle Brothers of marketing. So uh, we'll stick <laughs> we'll stick to the Ant and Deck. I think. Within, within the same sentence, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Andrew and Pete, I mean, Andrew and Pete might fight you for one of those two. They might be more the 
I'm not going to say them anymore. No, the you're Chuckle not going to are going to fall out. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on before I start offending everyone in Newcastle <laughs> in the business crowd. Um, so we're going to talk about email marketing. It's not something we talk too much about here on Membership Geeks podcast, but you guys are, of course, the go-tos for what's working now in the email marketing space. Now, it does seem like people in the marketing world, in the tech world, the business world in general, they're always trying to to proclaim the death of email marketing or even just the death of email in general as a communication tool. Now, we all know that that's nonsense, but where are things currently when it comes to the role of email in marketing your business? What's really interesting about email, when you look at how the social media platforms, every time Zuckerberg wants you to know you've been tagged or poked, what they do is they send you an email to tell you about it. Every that's that's how it all works. So sign up for any of the any of these systems, you need to have an email address. But while the world has matured, the way that we all consume content has changed, because we're now choosing our own adventure and we're now hiding stuff that's not relevant to us, it seems that most people who are doing email marketing haven't really matured with that trend. So most people are still banging people over the head going, do you want to buy my thing today? Do you want to buy my thing today? What about today? I know you said you didn't say anything yesterday. Actually, you ignored me yesterday. Do you want to buy it today? What we have to do now is think about how do we make the emails themselves valuable? How do we make it so that email is a new content channel? Because we've got to remember, email is just another app that's sitting on someone's phone between TikTok and whatever else you've got on your phone, right? Tinder or whatever. It's just sitting there between all those different apps. It's just another app on people's phone. People are reading those and expecting value in those emails because if there's not value in the email, there's no good reason to open your emails. That's true. Yeah, because there's there's more distractions than ever just in general. And that's not that's not a new thing. That's just been building and building and building for the last, what, 10 years at least. Um, so it's one thing, obviously, to make sure that your, your emails, once opened and read, are valuable and informative and what, as engaging as cat videos or, you know, the latest TikTok trends. But how do you actually get to that point? How do you get to the point where people are actually seeing your emails? They're standing out because it does seem like filtering tools and filtering options, uh, Gmail moving certain emails to their own little secondary tabs and almost keeping stuff out of your sacred inbox. How do you actually even combat that and increase the chance that your email will cut through enough to even be read in the first place? This sounds wild. And we get asked that kind of question a lot by people. How do I get, you know, I've got somebody opting in for this lead magnet and that's going off to spam or a promotions folder. How do I get them to see it in the first place? And the whole the whole key to all of this really comes down to, sure, you've got to do everything and try and get all of your ducks in a row when it comes to like the deliverability side of things and that stuff, which we can unpack if you want. But the key thing really to all of this is to actually build a list of people who want to receive your emails. And I know that sounds wild and stupid. And, and everybody tends to think, well, somebody, somebody put their name and email address in to get my free lead magnet. Of course, they want to receive my emails. And I think that whole bit there is sort of broken. If we look at what that looks like transactionally, somebody lands on your website and you offer them some shiny lead magnet, and all they have to do is put the name and email address in so that they can download it. Now, first of all, let's just look at the massive 
a logicality to that. Because if you really wanted to give them the free report, they could just click a button and download it. They don't have to put their email address in if you really wanted to give them the lead magnet. But okay, people look over that. And one way around it is just to change the call to action to tell me where to send it rather than download it now. So they put their name in it. That'll help you increase conversion rates, incidentally, just because now people understand why they've got to put their email address in. So they put their name and email address in and they hit a button and then you send them the thing, right? And, and now they think the transaction's complete. You said, do you want this thing? And you said, give us your email address. And they've given you the email address and you sent them the thing. That's kind of how that, that begins and ends. And so now suddenly they start receiving emails from you about whatever you happen to be talking about at the time, you know, bonus number three of my launch is going away today. Well, what was bonus number one or two and what's the product even? Because they just happen to have landed in your, in your email list at the time you happen to be talking about bonus number three. And there's now no... Uh, there's no context. People don't understand what's going on. And they're just receiving random emails about whatever happens without actually saying, I want to hear from you. Now, GDPR and all of that stuff aside, technically speaking, this is all a bit messy now. Somebody's just opted in for a lead magnet and now we're sending them all of this stuff. So the first thing that we do is two things. One, we have a list of, we have a way of people joining our list. It's it's actually at the minute still our highest performing lead magnet. And it's just, would you like to receive our daily emails about how to sell more stuff with email? Or, you know, would you like to receive our daily emails about how to grow potted plants better or, you know, whatever your niche or your industry is? It's a bit meta when ours is email marketing. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is immediately build context. So within 10 minutes of sending somebody their lead magnet that they requested, if they requested one, uh, they then get an email from us that's the first email in a four-day welcome sequence designed to say, hey, welcome to our world. Here's what's going to happen now. We're going to email you every single day. And that's a good thing because every single day, we're going to give you some sort of hint, tip, story, idea, piece of inspiration to help you with whatever your niche is. And then we tell them where else they can connect with us. You can also find us in our Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show community. You can find us on Instagram at Robin Kennedy. You can find us here. You can find us there. Listen to the podcast, the Email Marketing Show. So we point them in the direction of like all of our stuff. And we see that as a bit like you've just sat down on the train. You're about to set off on a train journey. And the guy over the tannoy comes on. Why can't they get better microphones? It's 2022. <laughs> and he says, welcome aboard the 1932 service to London King's Cross. Calling out here, 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 and here. Uh, somebody's going to come down the train in a while with a buffet cart. Um, and they tell you everything you can expect. You can get a Fanta and a Twix. Somebody's going to come and check your tickets. Like You know that you're on the right train, hopefully. You know where, where the train's going to be calling. And you feel really good about the journey to come. And we we really see that first email. We call it the buffet cart. And the, go- the goal of that email is just to do that. And then the rest of your welcome sequence builds on that and does everything else. But now what you start to do is you, d- you divide the list into very two very clear segments. People who are desperately excited and very keen to hear from you every day. And those are the people who go out and look for your emails. They complain if you ever miss a day or you you miss your frequency somehow. Um, And then you've got a bunch of other people who go, that's not for me. I just wanted the lead magnet and they unsubscribe and they get off the list immediately or within the first couple of weeks. And that's amazing because that's immediately getting rid of the, no offense to them, they're lovely people, I'm sure, duds. And keeping all the people who are going to become your raving fans and want to hear from you forever. So I think it's about, I think we have to all flick a switch in our brains and say, instead of we're going to build a massive list and we're going to email them, right? That makes us feel bad about emailing. It makes us feel reluctant to email. It puts loads of resistance in the way. Instead, we're going to build a really good list of people who desperately want to hear from us all the time. And we're going to set that relationship up right from day one. And then we, we can email them as often as we want because we feel good about it and they feel good about it. 
Yeah, that's that's so many like interesting little bits of that I want to pick into um, a little bit. The the quality over quantity is something that we ranted about, just not just an email, but right across the board because having that huge email list means nothing. Like how many subscribers you've got is the least relevant statistic you've got in your business. If people are on there because you were giving away a free iPad or because of course they gave you the email address um, because you made them in exchange for something they really wanted, but getting updates from you was not part of what they wanted. Mm -hmm. I remember, and I won't name names, but someone who's quite high profile in um, the, the marketing space having a conversation where they they shared that their email list is at around about 250,000 and it converts at like 0.000 something percent. And he's well aware of that and well aware of kind of the fact they've just built this list of people who have zero interest and was just bemoaning that this was the, the culmination of like a decade or so of work of doing things the wrong way when I came to lead generation. And we were contrasting against some um, some people that we've worked with who have tiny lists but are outperforming this guy, right? And that quality v quantity, I think so much of marketing education has just focused on get them on the list, get them on the list. The money's in the list. So the focus is on the list just as, a, as something that you inflate, right? Um, so you mentioned emailing daily. And you must have known this would come up because I think we've it possibly gets mentioned any time that I see either of you like yeah the, the email and daily thing. A lot of people are going to kick back on that idea, yeah. and no doubt you've had this conversation endless times. It's a lot more than a lot of people be comfortable with in terms of a, a frequency for emailing people. Yeah, when you you definitely have people who are uncomfortable emailing like twice a month. What? Can people do, or first of all, why should people be emailing daily? Um, should everyone be emailing daily and making themselves do it? And what can they do to overcome that discomfort other than keep telling themselves, well, these these are good people who are on my list for a reason. That's going to get people somewhere there, but it's not going to push people right through that resistance barrier. How can people break through and how can they make sure they email them more frequently? Well, like you said, the good thing is we talk about how it's, it is about quality people on your list over quantity. Like we say that email subscribers are not Pokemon. You don't have to catch them all. You know, it's <laughs> about the quality of those people on your list. And they're there for a reason. Let's remember why people are on your list. They're not on your list because they need a new friend. They're not on your list because they really enjoy sorting emails into folders and doing that kind of thing. They're there because they've got a problem. It's the same reason people listen to this show, they listen to our podcast. The reason they're in our world, any of us, whatever our membership is about, is because they've got a problem and they believe you might have the solution to that problem. And so rather than overwhelm people, because the biggest reason people don't take action is because they get overwhelmed, right? So at the end of this, you might not take all of the actions we talk about in this episode because there's going to be a lot of stuff already in this episode. And it's it's because the big reason people don't take action is because of overwhelm. And the biggest reason people can't email more frequently is because, one, they're trying to put too much into each email. We did a thing in our, our members group for our, our membership, The League, which uh, we took an email, which we said, this is a bad email. Why is it a bad email? 
And the answer was, this email looks like a standard email that most people would send, but actually it broke down into, it was something like 14 emails in one. And it wasn't a particularly long email. It was actually that we just said too much. We overwhelmed the audience. So the first thing to remember is they're on your list because they think you've got the answer and they've got a problem. So please help them solve that problem. It's like when people say, I've got a 30-day welcome nurturing sequence before I sell them anything. I'm like, this person's coming to A&E with their leg hanging off and you're like, but first of all, let me tell you about my my upbringing, why I, become a, why I became a doctor and my origin story. No, don't. Fix the wound, please. Fix the problem. So we want to make sure we're fixing people's problems, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is your subscribers want a relationship with you and they want to learn that information. So if you can show up regularly and let's say it's every week three times. It doesn't have to be it has doesn't have to be daily. But the psychological relationship that happens between you and your subscriber when you show up, and we'll talk about the resistance we have about how do we come up with actual ideas of what to say in an email because what is valuable. But let's make sure we're turning up with something valuable. A good reason to not show up every day is if your emails are terrible. If your emails are just saying, here's another reason to buy my thing. Because here's the thing. It's a really common misconception that the number one thing that gets your emails opened is the subject line. That's what people say. Oh, you need to have better subject lines to get your emails opened. Not true. Or that preview text is the thing that gets your emails open. Not true. The thing that gets your emails open is really simple. I know for a fact when my friend Mike drops me an email, I don't even care what the subject line is. I'm opening that email. I don't care when my other friend Rob emails me, the subject line, I don't care. The thing that gets your emails opened and people continuing to open your emails, however often you open them, is their subconscious relationship with you. If they know every time they get an email from you, it's got value in it, and we can talk about the types of value in a second, but if it's got value in it, they're going to open those emails and they're going to like it, right? So if you're showing up every time to say, here's what you can buy, there's no good reason to open your emails because the only people opening those e emails, if we're talking about the reason you should join my membership this week is this, are the people who are already quite far down that journey to wanting to buy. That's the only reason to open your emails. So actually, it doesn't matter how good your copywriting in those emails is, the people who are opening those emails are already further down that path. The most beneficial people to open your emails are people who've decided it's not right for them just yet. Because these daily emails are your long-term nurturing plan. Before we get into the content, though, a technical reason to email more regularly is if you email regularly, so let's just say every day, which is the extreme, which is what we do, right? But the extreme, and by extreme, I mean it's the extreme commitment. It's also the extreme results that we've from everyone we've seen do it with us. The technical implications are you're supplying people like Google and Yahoo and everybody with more evidence that you're a good sender. Think of it like a, a, a credit score. If you haven't taken out credit before, then you can't get credit. It's, it's this awful thing where you haven't proven anything yet. Whereas if Gmail sees every time you send an email out to your 100,000, 100,000 subscribers, every time you send an email out, they see that people open those emails, they see people reply to them. They see people clicking on the links to them. That tells Google, this person who sends emails, they're good stuff. Their subscribers like what they see compared to 
this person other over there rarely emails, so I'm a bit wary about where I should place them because I don't have that much data on them yet because they're only emailing once or twice a month. I don't know what to do with that person. They're going to put me in the promotions tab. Or this other person who, when they send an email, everyone reports them as spam. I'm going to still come in the spam folder. So technologically speaking, higher frequency allows you to show more evidence, right? But I, Rob, do you want to talk about some ways that we can actually show up and come up with actual ideas for these emails. That's another big stumbling block I think a lot of people have. Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, one of the things that we finished up with is too many ideas, like more ideas than emails I would feel even comfortable sending. So for us, pretty much once a day is like our limit. Every now and then we'll do two or three emails in a day, but that's like if we're closing an offer and we just want to make sure that everybody does know that that offer is closing. But typically like once a day is our sort of standard frequency. And we've literally got more ideas than there are things to, to do. And We've got a whole bunch of different ways of coming up with ideas, but one of them is literally to look at our day-to-day -day lives and look at like the last 24 hours and just think, what was the least boring thing that happened in the last 24 hours? Now, that's a really psychologically stacked question because we're not looking for the most exciting thing because then that puts words like, what's the nothing ever exciting comes to me, comes it happens to me, comes into your mind. So we're looking for what's the least boring thing that happened to me in the last 24 hours? And it might be, I mean, our emails are about all sorts of things. I bought a mattress, I've just watched a Marvel film and I know I'm yours behind everybody else. I've just done this. I just put a doorbell on my door. Like these are some of the really inane, boring things that we've talked about in our emails that we get replies to every single day. And so basically the way we do it is we come up with a random story. That's like, what's the thing that happened? And it's got nothing to do with whatever it is that you teach in your membership. So for us, it's got nothing to do with email. For you, it'd have nothing to do with memberships. For somebody who teaches uh, you know, potted plant growing, if that's a thing. There's nothing about potted plant growing. So what we're doing instead is we're just looking for random events. And then we use one of four email structures. I'll share one with, one of them with you quickly now to make that story interesting, relevant, and addictive email content. So one of them, probably the one we use most of the time, uh, and it's literally three parts, S-L-O, not, not self-liquidating offer. It's a different thing. And it is story, lesson, offer. So offer's the same. Story, lesson, offer. And literally, this is all we do. Take the random story about the thing. So the story might be, uh, I've just bought a new mattress. I've just bought a new mattress. And do you know what? It's hard to buy a mattress on the internet because we've been in a pandemic. It's hard to buy a mattress on the internet because it's the thing you're going to have to lie on every night. And you don't know what it feels like. How can you buy something that, that its only function is to feel nice when you can't feel it? That's weird, isn't it? That's the story. And people can either relate to that, either because they've had to buy a mattress before or they're dreading having to buy a mattress. We got replies to that saying, we're thinking of buying a new mattress. What kind of mattress did you get? Which means we've now become a person of value above and beyond just email marketing. We're now an interesting person. So that was the story. The lesson from that is actually when you sell anything on the internet, that's hard for people to buy because they can't see the inside of it yet. They don't know what your cake's going to taste like. They don't know what your mem if your content is actually going to be good or not. That's hard to get people over that hurdle, just like it was hard for me to know which of the million mattresses I could buy from which company. There's the little, so, so the lesson on that is, uh, so that that's why you have to use the, you have to use your personality and your content to differentiate yourself from everybody else. And emails are a really great way to do that. So that's my little lesson. And then the offer is, if you want to find out how we send an email as often as every single day and portray personality and give people insights into our content and make them want to buy from us as opposed to anyone else and know which product to buy from us, 
come and join the league and blah, 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 blah. So we've taken a completely random story about buying a mattress. And then when the mattress arrived, I did a different story about the fact that the mattress arrived differently to how I expected it to arrive. Uh, it was for a doll's house, not really. Uh, the mattress arrived differently to how I thought it was cheap. Uh, the mattress arrived differently from how I expected it to arrive. And I did a lesson and an offer about that. So literally most of the time, and the offer doesn't have to be a paid thing. Most of the time it's for, for us, it's come and join the league and we'll give you all the stuff for it. Um, but like every Wednesday, we release a new episode of the email marketing show. So not every week, but like maybe 70% of the time we'll send an email uh, about that week's podcast episode. So like once a week, most weeks we'll send an email say, but again, it's the same offer. We used to just say the latest episode of the podcast is live, go here. And the performance was awful. And we created all sorts of hypotheses as to why that might be the case. Like for example, maybe, maybe clicking on an email and opening the podcast is now that's not that's not conducive to listening to it because you now can't do anything else. So like maybe it was that and we tried all sorts. And in the end, we just said, why don't we just do story lesson offer for the podcast as well? And it went through the roof. So now that we just literally, that's probably the primary framework we've got for, but that's like the main one that we use most of the time. And then you never run out of ideas. You end up with too many ideas. I love that. And I think the really the the psychological thing you mentioned of starting with what's the least boring thing, because immediately with the idea of having to come up with stories. And we all know stories, stories sell, stories connect, stories make you a real person and not just, you know, pixels on a screen. But coming up with a daily story, especially during the pandemic, like it is literally, what do we do today, Pinky? Same thing we try to do every day. But the least boring thing, like right off the top of my head, if, if you'd ask me to think what's the most exciting thing that would make for an email story in the last 24 hours, there's literally nothing. But the least boring thing, it just popped up. It's it's not that interesting, but I watched an episode of Shark Tank yesterday and one of the businesses on it was actually a membership. And I'm like, oh, anytime there's an online membership that pops up on a TV show, I'm like, we do them. Like that's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's, it's not a common thing. But ha- having that complete different, approach and not worrying about is this good enough to talk about is this exciting enough not enough happens in my life and you see that that concern about not not being an exciting enough business a a visual enough business that rears its head with social media and stuff like that as well particularly Uh, there's not enough happens in my business to do tiktok there's not enough goes on to post on instagram stories and i think maybe i don't know if it's just because email is almost like last generation, generation before, like it's it's legacy communication channel, right? I, I don't know if there's uh, that that presents even more of a challenge for people to kind of approach it in a similar way to how they might. With I think social people media think and that, stuff. I think people think email's intrusive, right? Because it's mm. in their inbox and it's it's uh, it, it therefore feels like you're breaking into somebody's house every time you send them an email. But actually, we see it the other way around. We see our email list as our house, and we've invited you in. And this is a biggie, especially when it comes to like unsubscribes and people moaning and complaining and stuff like that about emailing too often. So we get people who who'll unsubscribe and they'll cite the reason as being too many emails. That's okay, uh, or they'll you know they'll swear in the reply in the little comments box that uh, the email platform gives them. We've learned some lovely and- new words some great <laughs> some lovely new words yeah uh, and so there's a thing there where we see it as this is our house and we invited you in we put a page on the internet and we said I, I i mean so i write most of our daily emails for this business between kennedy and i we send four daily emails a day across four businesses but um i send most of the daily emails for email marketing heroes and the way that i see it is that 
I've invited you in. I am writing for me, actually. I, I find it quite therapeutic and like just to sit down, bash out 200 words or 250 words and send it out as an email as like a daily habit. I find that really therapeutic. Um, and I think that the way we see it is we've invited you into our house. And if you don't like the way we make a cup of tea and you don't like our wallpaper, you can leave. But you can't say you should email less often and you know uh, go away and leave me alone. You don't have the right to send any of those things because I invited you in. I'm doing this for me. I'm sharing the content I want to share. And if you don't like that, then then that's okay. You can leave. And I think the minute you think about it that way, rather than it being actually I'm breaking into your house and sh- and you know plastering my content on the walls. And here's here's the opposite better. of that as well. The other extreme of that is, and this is this sounds. I promise you, this this sounds like. I'm totally making it up, but I promise you this is completely true. We ha- Most of our daily emails are selling our membership, The League, which is about email marketing, right? Obviously. So what happened about a year ago, we had people join The League. So they've been getting our daily emails about joining The League. So a story, lesson, offer most of the time. Join The League. And then write to us to complain that they were no longer getting our daily emails, which sell The League. We were like... Why do you want them? You've bought the thing. And they're like, because every morning I would wake up and the first thing I would do was fire open my phone and see what funny quip of a thing, relatable thing was happening in your lives. They become part of my thing. We had to re rejig our complete email tagging system so we could even let them do that because we were excluding people who bought the thing. That's marketing 101. Don't email people when they've bought the thing about the thing. We had to undo that. Yeah, that actually preempts my next question because obviously uh, a daily frequency, or even if it's you know three times a week, once someone joins your membership, yes, there's the the whole thing of well, you don't need to then send all the marketing emails to market the thing once someone's in. We all know with memberships, marketing continues beyond the sale because you've got to keep them subscribed. You've got to earn that sale month after month, year after year. But the 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 relationship does change. Their, their journey with you does change. They move even further into your ecosystem. And so they're going to start getting other emails. They're going to be getting your live, um, you know, your live call announcements. They're going to be getting digests from your community. Um, if you're sending a, a member newsletter, they're going to be getting that. How, well, there's, there's a couple of things. If you continue sending people those kind of stories, that personality content, um, those tips is that going to just then get massively overwhelming and and stop people from seeing the reminders the notifications the little nudges that they need to actually engage with your content and if you don't send them that does that create a whiplash effect like you've experienced where it's like well, hold on like you were popping around for a little chat in my inbox for for 10 minutes at the start of every single day now i bought from you i'm i'm not good enough yeah, yeah. Hear your hear about your life. Grab like, the cash and run. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you navigate that? Because that state change from someone being a subscriber, someone coming into your house to someone moving into your house. Basically, that's a terrible analogy, but let's roll with it. How yeah, right. how do you how do you balance that? How do you manage that? It is tricky. This is a thing we have done right and done wrong and think we're doing better now. Like it's, it is, it is a tricky, tricky thing. So I think one of the things that we definitely wouldn't do is by default, allow people to continue receiving the dailies. And we still have this whole thing of people want to receive our dailies 
ongoing, some people, so we put them on the list. But also, what we don't want them is seeing a sale or a special offer that they missed out on and going, oh, well, can I have that extra bonus thing? Because I am, I'm, I've joined, but if I'd waited long, like, it do, it can create that friction. I'm, in fact, we're even, th- I was thinking that the other day, I was thinking, maybe we need to sign, get them to, like, tick a little box saying, I'm going to be seeing your daily emails, but if I see a different offer, because I'm going to see different offers, I'm not going to have a bit of a whinge, you know. Um, but yeah, you want to make sure that you don't end up with a place where they're just overwhelmed, because onboarding is overwhelming anyway. Like, it, by its natural state, like, not only do they log into your members area and see, I mean, in our case, 25-plus complete email campaigns and, like, 20 different video trainings and this and this. like you know what you know what's in yours like there's so much resource that's one place to get overwhelmed they go right i'll just chill out i'll just have a look at my emails and then there you are again you go, and there's this and there's this and then suddenly it's like overwhelm everywhere so you definitely want to balance that thing i think one of the things you definitely want to do is have people join welcome them let them know what's going on and again it just comes down to that new member welcome sequence and them know a lot of email marketing falls down because you don't keep informed. You don't tell them the rules of engagement. You don't introduce them to the cast and the characters of how this is going to work. Hey, now you remember, this is what's going to happen. Every Friday, I'm going to send you an email saying, this is what happened last week, and next week, this is what's going to happen. Look out for that email. That'll be awesome. Also, we've got multiple ways of communicating with people. So yes, we're going to do it by email, but also you're going to have a calendar they they subscribe to. Uh, like the way you guys do and, and many memberships do, right? So we want to make sure that we're not overwhelming them with the emails. But we also want to make sure that we're monitoring for engagement. So what happens if someone joins and then within their first 60 days or their first 45 days, they don't log in or they don't attend anything? What's happening now for that person? What's happening? Are, are you encouraging them? Are you reaching out to them? And you've got to f- tread that fine line of going... Yeah, well, if they're not engaging, but they're still paying me every month, I might just, you know, not not remind them that I exist. I'm going to just try and turn myself invisible. That's definitely one approach that we've heard some people take. And the other approach is I would rather they stop paying or actually I can encourage them to actually engage. And I think the discussion around that is to do with price point, And I think it's to do with what's expected of people. And the type of membership you've got is it the type of membership where someone needs to log in every month. Some membership answers no. They don't need to because because of the way that the membership is. So I think it's about giving people choices. I think a big problem with email marketing is generally it's quite it's quite rigid rather than turning it into one of those. Do you remember those choose your own adventure storybooks where you would like turn to page 26 if you thought like, you know, you fell off the swing or whatever? Um you kind of want to make your email marketing a bit like that. Like, hey, what do you, what do you want? Like, do you want, we've got 60 days of, of onboarding that we can guide you through and walk you through some stuff. If that's your jam, click here. If you want to be left alone and we'll just tell you about the live event here, you could definitely do it that way as well. I think yeah. one just one very important thing to pull out of all of this is that there should never be any such thing as an email notification. So Kennedy mentioned at the beginning of this when Facebook emails you about you know the, somebody's tagged you in a photo, they do that, but you never actually read the email. You just see the subject line, and that prompts you to go to the app, and then you delete or archive the email because the emails are boring, right? The subject line tells you everything you need to know. It tells you that you know Mike has tagged you in a photograph. Go and have a look, and so you don't need to read the email now. 
And unfortunately, a lot of people in terms of their, like once somebody's bought with a lot of marketing, right? It looks really beautiful on the outside because they've put loads of effort into that. And then you buy and there's like a white page that says, thanks, check your inbox. And then you get the worst email in the world and the password doesn't work and you have to contact support. And that's because for loads of people, nobody, nobody in the membership academy, obviously, but for loads of people, there's going to like the deliverables are an afterthought, like selling it's the main thing. And then the deliverables yeah. an afterthought. And so, and the same thing happens particularly with e- but very, very particularly with email. So for us, you should never just email somebody and say, oh, there's a, co-. maybe with it, with one exception, which I'll come on to a second, you should never email somebody and say, oh, there's a webinar register here. But instead you, you can use the same framework of, you know, story lesson offer to sell the members on coming on the thing that they're paying for. Like we've got this thing. So you can tell the story about something that happened, the lesson that that means to you about the importance of asking questions or learning from others or being held accountable, all of the millions of lessons that come out of the idea of attending a live call and the different live calls you do will have different ones. So if it's a Q and a call, that's going to be different to if it's a, you know, like a work together session. Um, and then you sell them and then you put that in that. The only exception is that if that, if the call is in 10 minutes and this is the email to say, we're starting in 10 minutes, here's the link, then you don't want to waste their time. Yeah. But if it's the call is on Thursday and today is Monday, then you can, you can take the time to do that. And what that means is the experience of reading your emails is an enjoyable one. It doesn't make you, your membership emails bland. Yeah. That's what a lot of this does come down to setting expectations, right? As you, you've said, okay, this has now happened. If the state has changed, if someone has signed up to your email list, this is what you can now expect. This is why it's a good thing. This is what you can do if you don't want it. If they then join your membership, it's the same thing. Okay, this is what happens now. This is when you're going to hear from us. And obviously, like modern email marketing systems give you a lot more ability to make your email content conditional, right? So you could you could presumably send out the story lesson offer type emails, but just have the offer section only show to non-members so that if members do decide they want to still find out, you know, how comfortable um, Rob's mattress is, they're still getting that bit. And you can even take it to the next level, which is you can have two different bits of conditional content in there. So you could have the non-member one, which is we teach this inside of this thing inside inside of my membership, blah, blah, blah. The other one could be, and we cover this in detail in this course inside of your membership. So like they're getting the satisfaction because there's nothing, there's, there's very few things more enjoyable for somebody than if they think, and we do this quite a bit, they think you're selling them something and then you say, and you already have it. Yeah. And they go, I was sold on that. I was ready to find out the price. And you go, I don't even need to do, all I need to do is find is invest the time. Right. So again, you can, you can make that piece conditional. If your platform, I mean, all platforms pretty much allow you to do it. Um, active campaign happens to be the most intuitive for being able to do it. They've done it the best so far. Um, but many of the platforms can can do this conditional content thing. In case anybody doesn't know what that is, that's literally where you can say in your email, if the person who's receiving this email has these tags, show them this paragraph or this block of content. If they don't, and they have these other tags, show them this. So it means you can send one email out rather than having to like juggle together lots of emails, which so- serve multiple purposes. A great place we do this is in the signature of every email. We'll have links in our signature. If you're not a member of our membership, it's got like, here's where you can listen to the email marketing show. Here's where you can go and join our Facebook group. Here's where you can join our membership, etc., etc. If you are a member, that has, 
Here's how you log in URL for the for the membership. Here's how to do this. Here's where the members Facebook group is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we change the signature in our emails depending on people's tags as well. Well, that's the thing as well. When you mentioned about the the offer and actually tweaking it so that you can still send out those same those same emails to members, but instead of selling them the thing, you just point them to the part of the membership. That's, you know, something about memberships that um, a lot of people who who have got experience selling just courses or selling ebooks or, or selling workshops that they don't always grasp is memberships are a total different beast in terms of a product to sell because you usually, usually a membership is a box with lots of awesome stuff in it. Lots of great courses, lots of uh, regular live calls, your community and all that. And so often when people are selling and they're making that offer, they sell the box. They talk about how great the box is, how, how much amazing stuff there is within it. This sort of approach, presumably when you're, when you're sending your daily emails and you're connecting the story to the lesson to a specific offer, that's a way for you to be able to actually, instead of just saying, Hey, just join this membership where you get all our great stuff. You get to say, you know, and actually inside the, you know, inside Membership Academy, inside fantasticmembership.com, we have a course on this specific thing. Like it gives you that context to just zero in on a little bit of content. And, and so, here, and this yeah. is where what's really interesting is you can, another great source for what you're going to talk about in your emails can be, what What am I doing in my membership this week? Am I putting a new course out? Am I teaching a new class? Am I, have we released a new campaign or sequence or resource or whatever? And you can, th- and, and so that means your call to action also doesn't get bland because you're right. So many people talk about the membership as this thing, come and join the league and fix all of your email marketing. I can't really buy into that because I don't know what the specific problem that thing solves. Whereas if I tell you that we've got a new masterclass coming out about how to batch your emails or something, I'm making things up, but like how to batch your emails and that's coming out on Tuesday, I've got a reason that I can can really see an outcome for me. I can't see an outcome for the box of stuff like you said. Yeah, and then obviously if you're tailoring the offer part for your members, then that's just going to direct them to the bit of content that you're selling to non-members. And, you know, the best way to help members get results is just to give them that shortcut, give them that quick way to get specifically to the thing they need right now. And not every member is going to need it. Not every member is going to resonate with that story, that lesson, but the ones who do, you've just saved them a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of overwhelm, right? Yeah, and you've given them fresh new reasons to click. Like, let's remember, our time is is really valuable. If people haven't got a really good reason to click and have a look at something, they're going to read it and go, that was nice, and move on. Just one thing before we move on about the Story Lesson Offer Framework that's really nice about that is it's faster for you to produce as well because you no longer have to worry yourself or concern yourself about is today an offer day or today a value day? Because you're always, by stories are valuable. That's why we all are addicted to Netflix and other things. So stories are valuable. They have emotional value. Lessons, value, obviously. Offer. You all, by using the SLO, Story Lesson Offer Framework, you automatically outweigh offers two to one with value. And you can't even help it, right? So your cognitive load, the what we call the number of mental calories you have to burn to produce one of these emails is very low. Because when you're sitting down and write that email, all you've got to worry about is what's the least boring thing that happened in the last 24 hours. 
That's all you're thinking about because as you're, as those words are flying out your fingertips as you're sending that email, while the kettle boils in the morning, which is when I do mine, while that's happening, I'm not even concerned about what's the lesson from this yet because you know all your lessons. That's why you've got your membership, right? So when you get to the end of that quick story of 100 words or so, you'll know what the the moral of the story, you'll know what's the emotional value that you're, you're readers need to get, then you go into that and then you already know what your offer is. So that's why you can bash these things out. We write them in about four or five minutes a day. I'm dyslexic. So I started doing this as a, a training tool for me because I was like, that's my reason to write, not my excuse not to. But like when you get started, it might take you 20 minutes. That's fair enough, right? But like to be able to do that as a high return on investment thing that you can do in your business, it's like almost like magic. You know, it's amazing. And that outweighing the sell outweighing the offer with value, like that's that's got to go a long way to quelling any concern you might have about being seen as salesy. Because we all know that that is something people don't want to be seen as salesy, especially if they're they're doing every single email. What's funny about that though is that by not emailing every day, you actually end up becoming more salesy because what happens yeah. is you become the person who somebody gives you their email address, you send them a lead magnet, and then you go quiet until it's time for you to do something. And then yeah. suddenly you pop up like that friend who only gets in touch when they want something. I am that friend, by the way. Like I'm <laughs> terrible at staying in touch with people if I, uh, you know, until, until we're arranging something. To, and, to move um, a mattress. You pop <laughs> yeah. up out of the blue and say, hello, do you remember me? Do you want to buy this? Hello, do you remember me? Do you want to buy this? Whereas actually what, what we do is because we show up every day with just a little hint of value and something, and then the chance to buy, if it's the right time for them, that, that, offer sort of becomes invisible if it's not the right time. If it is the right time, they're all over it. And then what that means is that buys us a lot of um, a lot of forgiveness that once every four, five, six weeks, we do a really heavy sales campaign of some description where on the final day, we're going to email you three times a day. And there is less I don't want to say less value in those emails, but there's they're not story lesson offer. They don't have as much structure. They're much more about the thing we're selling. But because we show up all the time with cool stuff, and we're not talking about massively long, you know, like Microsoft publisher style newsletters that you made at school, like because we show up all the time with cool value and just keep in touch and and maintain the friendship, that means that that gives us a lot of forgiveness that if we're going to do a five-day challenge or a webinar or a launch or a splinter offer or you know that kind of thing, that 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 goes a really long way towards helping that. That's a really good point because we all know those marketers where the second their name appears in your inbox, you're like, okay, it's obviously promo season for this course. Like yeah. those people who only open their course once a year yeah. and you only hear from them from the two week point before the course opens and you just know, okay, we're going to have a couple of weeks of noise. It'll just all be salesy and then they're gone again. And no one likes that. No one likes that friend um, who, yeah, it's, it's like, you're getting phone calls. If you're screening your phone calls, the person who only ever rings when they want something versus the person where you know you're going to have a, a fun little 10-minute chat and then you can go on with your day. Like, yeah, which one of those you want to be? So, so much gold being dropped here. I'm, I'm kind of swaying, well, I, you know what? I, I might just stop banging out multiple emails a day to people. I'm sure subscribers to the podcast will love that because I'll, yeah. I have no good stories to share. Um, let's put it into practice. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, what would you say is a good kind of starter follow-up campaign for selling your membership via email? Once someone subscribed to your email list, we already know 
you've got your buffet cart, e- buffet cart email, the first one that goes out. Um, we do something similar, highest converting email, just hands down. Um, but what does the rest of that campaign look like? That someone who's listening who maybe doesn't have any follow-up sequence or maybe they have something they cobbled together three or four years ago, they've not updated it, it's not converting. What should you be sending over what time frame? Um, and how does that get people into the membership? One of the things that's really important to remember, and we'll give you the details of, of, of a particular campaign, is that each of us humans buys for different reasons. Some of us buy to gain something. Some of us be, some of us buy when we're about to lose something, like the sale of those lovely jeans is, is over. I better go and you know buy those lovely jeans. So we've got to have different email campaigns, and that and by campaigns I mean multiple emails per campaign that appeal to different types of people. So actually, in our system. We have five complete campaigns which sell our membership from very different angles. Our first one is about gain. This is what you're going to get. It basically introduces the membership and what it is. Our next one introduces like a big valuable bonus. And and we've got an automated webinar one, etc., etc. So you definitely want to work up over time to have multiples of these. The good news is we think about your email automation. We like to simplify everything. We basically focus on the psychology so we don't have to worry too much about the technology. So we like to think of it as a train, right? You've got to, we talked about the train analogy earlier, right? We think of it as a train. Each of these automations, which might be six emails long, it might be 10 emails long, whatever. Each of these automations is like a train carriage. And all you're doing over time is adding a new train carriage in and making your train longer. Right, And if one of them stops performing as well, you're going to take one of those carriages out and make your train shorter. And that's fine too. So the point is your train has to start off with an engine and it has to start off with having one carriage and you build one carriage at a time. So what we thought we would do is we'd share with you a, a, one of these train carriages which can run sitting in the background, which its job is to identify the people who are just about to buy. They're holding the item in the shop. They're holding it up to the light. They're holding it up against them and thinking, does it really go with these socks? They're the person who's just about to buy. We call it a tell me more campaign, right? And uh, we call it a tell me more campaign because most of our campaigns are based in the world of musical theatre because we're nerds around that. So um, so tell me more, obviously from Greece. Uh, we also have another campaign called an overture. We've got like we've got you know very musical theatre uh, names to, to a lot of it. We've got one called the Phantom. Anyway, um, so this one's called the Tell Me More campaign. Rob, do you want to do you want to take the details? Yeah. So effectively, it's a six email campaign. And it's designed, again, only to be seen by the people who are what we consider to be hyper-interested. So what we looked is we we figured out if we were going to pull out a segment, a rolling, ever-changing, dynamic segment of our list, who are most likely to buy, who are they? And we figured out that it's the people who, in our business, because we email every day, this is going to change slightly depending on what your frequency is. But for us, it's people who click to go and look at the sales page for the membership three times in a 60-day period. So the reason that we do that is that the first time somebody clicks on a link, they're fairly blind. They're just going to it, what is this thing? And they're going to have a look at it. The second time might be, oh, I think I remember this, but I don't quite remember the detail. Let me go and have a look again. The third time in 60 days, three times in 60 emails of clicking to go and look at the thing they know they're going to the league for, uh, to the sales page for, is... That, that's real intent. That's real consideration there. Now, again, you might want to change the number of clicks and you might want to change the time period. If you only email 
you know, once a month, then 60 days is not a long time. In fact, it's impossible to click three times in, in that period of time. Another benefit to emailing more often. But if you email three times a week, then you might say, well, if somebody clicks three times in 90 to 120 days, then I'm going to consider that. And then at 60 days, if somebody hasn't clicked for the third time, their 60 days resets and the whole thing starts again. And so that's what happens. And then if somebody hits that trigger where they've clicked three times to the sales page in a 60-day period, we now take them out of everything else that they were in. They take them out of all of that. Um, and they immediately go into this automation that we've created called the Tell Me More campaign. And it's six emails. And effectively, it's our take on the looked but didn't buy thing. So the old idea of a looked but didn't buy campaign is somebody looks at something and they leave without buying and you go out and say, hey, I saw you looked at this and you didn't buy it. And the problem is it's a little bit obvious. It's a bit like going into Tesco or your supermarket, picking up a packet of apples and you put the Granny Smiths down and walk out. And then a shop assistant comes out and says, hey, did you not want the apples? It's just a, it's a little bit weird. So for us, we just said, okay, let's dial it down a little bit. Let's write the emails in a way that says, we know you had a look and therefore we know you're considering it, but you must have some questions and we're going to help you overcome those questions. And if by the end of email six, we haven't like answered your question, then we've sort of failed you here. So we're going to, we're going to give that a go. And so now this email is designed to do things like um, tell them who it's for, show them case studies. We do quite a lot of segmentation using surveys and link pool, like, you know, pools of links and stuff throughout our email. So we have quite a good breakdown of like who's who, like who's a membership site who's a um, e-com business, that kind of thing. And so we'll show them case studies that are relevant to them using conditional content we talked about earlier. We have That's where we have our, our tour. So thank you for you guys for all of the training on, on how to create a good tour for your membership site. So we've, we've uh, Kennedy recorded a video tour that shows them around so they get to see the inside of it. That's a really good place to use that. Show them the frequently asked questions, like the sort of stuff that people ask all the time. And so uh, that 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 little journey that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's six emails over six days, which means it mimics your daily emails. That's the really good thing about email and daily is you can do like six, seven, twelve, fourteen day email campaigns, and it doesn't feel any different to the person than the daily emails they'd be receiving anyway. They don't know they've been whipped out of your normal stuff and thrown into this. It just suddenly your email your emails have suddenly become a lot more personal and focused and targeted to them. And it feels like a really comfy armchair they've just sat down in. And so now we get to really sell the membership, tell them more about it, tell them why they should join. And then we close off with what we call personal urgency, which is the opposite of like urgency and scarcity based on there's only 10 left or uh, urgency of there's a countdown timer to this arbitrary date we've picked. Nothing wrong with that. It definitely has its place and we definitely use it. But in this instance, we just find a way to make it personally urgent for them. How much longer are you going to sit on your backside and not lose weight? How much longer are you going to sit there and not get your email marketing sorted? How, how much longer are you going to wait before you build a, re a recurring revenue stream of the membership site? So we make it personally urgent for them to close it off. And then that's our Tell Me More campaign. All right. I love that. And yeah, just kind of, I think that that, or caught abandonment, looked but didn't buy. Like, yeah, just following up and saying, hey, you looked at this and didn't buy it. Well, well, I know by virtue of the fact I was the one who looked. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I made a conscious decision not to buy. You're just telling me something I already know. But yeah, using that opportunity to, I, do, you, do you ask, you're asking them to feedback to you any questions you have or are you trying to preempt the questions that they have or is it a bit of both is it kind of here are the most common questions hit reply if there's anything we're not covered or and that's actually a point do you actually encourage people to to reply to these emails directly to you it's really interesting i think 
um, one of the things to do in your welcome sequence um, is our second email and our, our get we call it a getting to know you sequence again getting to know you a song from the king and i musical there's a theme <laughs> there's a theme of music uh, 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 sort of coming along here um the second email and asks for a reply to a really simple question the reason it does that when people reply that is the second highest value thing that you can get an email subscriber to do so that's the second highest level of proof to gmail and everybody that they like you um the number one, by the way, is to get is when people forward your email to other people. That one's much more challenging, and that's why it's the yeah. highest value thing, right? Because that rarely, rarely happens. There's some ways you can encourage that, though. Um, so during that sequence in particular, our, um, our Tell Me More campaign, no, we don't actually encourage a, a huge amount of replies during that one. Um, we actually have another campaign um, which um, this one has a very dramatic name. It's called The Interrogator, um, just because it, people remember the name of it. It's actually very gentle and very nice, but we give it an overgrandized name. Which musical is that from? Uh, it's actually not from a musical, <laughs> that one. Uh, it's my new musical called Interrogator, the musical. Uh, and um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's about some Christmas party at Downing Street. Um, so the, um, so the, um, the Interrogator basically is another really useful campaign. May as well share this one as well, just dead briefly. But it's basically, you've, when you've told somebody about one of your products, so your membership, over and over again, a few times, maybe a couple of campaigns, and they still haven't bought, we then literally go to them and say, hey, we notice you've been hanging around. You're obviously interested. We feel like you're interested in solving this problem, having a membership site, email marketing, whatever. Um, but you haven't yet. Can you tell us why? We've put together a, a one-question survey. You can just let us know. And then we, we ask them, here's the, here's the main reasons that people say they've not joined yet. You know, Make sure when you do this, one of your options should definitely be, what is Membership Academy? Because there will be people, even though they've had 45 emails, you still don't remember what it is because they're busy. Absolutely. Yeah, right? They still don't know. So it should be that. There'll be price objection. I, don't, I feel like I can't afford it. Will it work for me? That kind of stuff. It's another really useful campaign. And then, of course, you can now go and overcome those objections. Um, so you can definitely ask. I mean, we're not saying don't ask for replies in these emails. Yeah, ask for replies in the emails if it fits you. I like that. And the thing is that I know that our listeners will get a lot of value from. Most people when setting up their funnels, when setting up their email um, campaigns, they'll they'll put in place some sort of follow-up, but they don't then think about how to follow up that follow-up, right? What happens if someone engages and opens and clicks through and just almost does the thing you want that initial sales campaign to do, but that final hurdle just gets in the way. And so they're not doing things like cart abandonment. They're not reaching out to people who joined the list but haven't yet joined the membership. We always talk about three audiences every membership owner should be reaching out to, people who subscribe and don't join, people who join um, and stay, and people who have left. Like You should always be finding out the why behind that. And so having something in your, your email sequences that addresses one of those I think is critical. So I think that's a good place to end things because – I know there'll be a whole bunch of people listening who are just waiting for us to wrap this up so they can rush off and put the tell me more and the interrogator in place, but hopefully even just rethink their approach to email marketing. Uh, people do need a little more advice, a little more insight from you guys while they're rewriting their campaigns. Where can they find you? Yeah, there's a few things. We've put a little thing together actually just for your listeners because one of the big things that we've all 
got to got to do is make sure people are clicking the links in our emails. It's a good sign for deliverability. Also, if they're not clicking, they can't be looking at your sales page. So uh, the problem is most of the time people become blind to the links that we put in our emails. So we've just finished literally putting together a, a new booklet, a PDF thing um, called uh, Click Tricks, which is 12 different ways of getting more clicks from the very next email you send. And we've put it over at emailmarketingheroes.com slash geeks, as you'd imagine, emailmarketingheroes.com slash geeks. And you can do- go and download that. And of course, if you stick around on our email list, you'll get to see us doing this getting to know you sequence, doing these daily emails. You'll see our various campaigns in action. Yeah, and I love that. The great, great thing about with that you guys have, it's the same as we have. You are people who are using email marketing to sell advice on email marketing. So people are going to learn not just from reading and actually like consuming the materials you give, but just watching what you do. You're a case study in the same way that, you know, having a membership about memberships is a case study. I love this whole meta thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We learn so much from watching what you guys do about running our membership, I can tell you. I mean, we were we were meta before Facebook were, so <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely be listening to the show. Head on over to emailmarketingheroes.com slash geeks. Look up the fantastic podcast that Robin Kennedy hosts, the email marketing show available everywhere good podcasts are found fantastic show fantastic guest thank you so much we'll have to get you back on to dig even deeper into the depths of email marketing but for now thanks for being such great guests and i'll speak to you soon thanks Huge, huge thanks once again to Rob and Kennedy from coming on the show and for sharing all of their knowledge about the best ways and best practices and approaches to use when utilizing email marketing for promoting an online membership. I particularly love their story framework. I like the um, the campaign that they shared and I'm sure that you just want me to shut up right now so you can rush off and start making changes to your existing emails or to test out this new campaign. So we're going to wrap things up. That is it from me. Big thanks to my guests once again. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Geeks podcast from myself and my co-host, who will be back next week, the one and only Callie Willows. See you then. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? 
If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic, leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com webinar. That's membershipgeeks.com webinar to secure your free seat today.